Hello and welcome to the Psychology of Womanhood. I am your host, Shannon Ican, Lady Battle, and I thank you for tuning in with me today. This is where we have real conversations about what we struggle with as women trying to become whole with our mind, with our spirit, and with our body. It's a challenge that we face as we go through different life transitions in this world. So here is a safe space where we can talk about those challenges challenges and find ways to overcome with valuable solutions. So let's get started. I was thinking about a lot of people I've been working with and everything that's been happening since COVID. It seems as though mental health is now being widely recognized and is no longer a stigma where people have to hide the fact that they struggle with mental illness. And what I'm particularly looking at is a rising concern of mental illness that's running rampant with our younger people. We see kids as early as preschoolers talking about doing things to harm themselves. And it makes us have to deal with the reality that there is a crisis going on and we need to make sure that we exhaust all type of remedies to be able to help our people who we love, who we cherish, who we have concern about be able to get through these challenges successfully. When I'm looking at kids, for example, there was an article that was done with teenage girls who were dealing with depression and having high rates of dating violence uh, in their relationships. And you're asking yourself, is this an issue that I need to be concerned about if I have a teenage daughter or a teenage niece or a, a teenage girl that I mentor? How will I know and recognize if they are struggling with depression or in an abusive relationship? Does this actually show up in the lives of the people that are close and in my inner circle? Well, today I want to talk about some of the things that cause our 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 women, young women to struggle with, and that's uh, those contributors to anxiety. And I want to talk about it in terms of bringing the connection of how we struggle, how we worry with how we perceive ourselves in our spiritual walk. As a Christian therapist, what I find oftentimes is that people really struggle with identifying who they are and also figuring out how to make the word apply to them. They are doing all the right things. They feel like they've done all that they can do, but yet they're just not seeing the results that will show show up in their lives, whatever situation that they're dealing with. And then they become really confused when they've prayed, they've asked God for things. And guess what happens? The opposite. Have you ever prayed and asked God to do something for you only to have your feelings hurt or even feel betrayed by God because he didn't answer your prayers? That is what we experience uh, in this life called trials and tribulations. And I know a lot of people think that once you become saved and you accept God as your Jesus as your Lord and Savior and you walking with God and y'all doing this thing, that life is supposed to get easier. Life is just supposed to, at that time, help you to be more prepared because you'll be more equipped to deal with the adversity that's going to come against you. And the fact is, it doesn't matter how good you are. It doesn't matter how many check marks you were able to 
put into your boxes on your checklist, problems are always going to be there in your life, whether you're prepared or not. So why not get prepared? And what I'm finding with a lot of younger people, they just have not been adequately prepared. And I don't know if we as parents have uh, have like saturated their ability to be able to properly cope because we've given them so many things or we haven't allowed them to really endure the, the impact of making mistakes. But whatever it is, we need to start looking at, okay, how do we shift our children, our girls from anxiety to peace? How do we actually help them to understand how this word is supposed to work in their lives and show up now with them having one, the limited level of maturity and two, the limited experience of responsibility. It's a challenge, but it can be done because we see kids who are thriving. We see kids who uh, are trying to walk upright and trying to live according to what the Bible says, even in their mistakes and struggles. But I think sometimes we've done a disservice to the development of our children as they're finding their way through this path of, of being a Christian, of being able to show up before God without shame. So what I found is, depending on the type of teachings that you get when you're growing up, it's either black or white. There is no straddling the fence, as we would say it, or walking the fine line. You either are this or you're that. And when we're doing that, it's like we're also doing it in a comparative way on how the world sees, sees things. You are, are either this or you're that, and there's nothing else. You have to choose. It's like you're always being forced to choose one side or the other. There's a divided country that we live in because you're either left or you're right. You're either this or you're that. So with so much division, how do you find out where the common denominator of bringing everything together under one area of safety, one area of wholeness? Where does that all intersect and meet? And I would say it would meet at the word of God because the word never changes and the word is always the same. So I wanted to just go into a few scriptures and just see how we think about that in terms of how we deal with anxiety because we really need to be able to do extra to be able to help our girls, people that we care about, be able to deal with and conquer their ability to have control over their thoughts, have better control over their emotions that increase their worry, anxiety, panic attacks, um, medication usage, usage, overstimulation of unhealthy at-risk behaviors because they are trying to maintain a balance of just being able to think without their thoughts feeling like they're about to bust out of their head. I know that there are things that in life that's going to cause us to get stressed. We are going to get worried. But when it begins to impact your ability to sleep, to eat, to think, to interact with others, then there are definitely some concerns there. So let's look at um, Philippians 4 and 6. It says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. So when I'm looking at that, it's saying, okay, first of all, don't be anxious about anything. Well, God, I've already failed at that, right? I'm already having a whole bunch of anxiety 
anxiousness about the situations. I'm anxious about what's getting ready to happen when I uh, when I start this new job. I'm anxious about what's getting ready to happen when I'm uh, in the middle of this hard relationship and I've experienced betrayal. I'm I'm anxious about what's getting ready to happen with my family because my parents are getting divorced. I'm anxious to find out what's getting ready to happen because now my grandmother, who I love dearly, has been diagnosed with cancer. I'm anxious. I'm anxious. I'm anxious. And then here it is. The scripture is saying, do not be anxious about anything. Then it gives that contingency and says, but, but in every situation. So it doesn't matter if it's a life changing, a detrimental situation in every situation. And I think that what happens is we think that we have so much control until we get into something that lets us know that we're not in control as much as control is what we thought. And so as we should have been preparing in every situation, we lacked that preparation. So when the problem came, it showed up that we weren't what? We weren't prepared for it. So think about times when you felt like you got it, you were confident until you came up against something that was oppositional to let you know that you didn't have it the way you thought you did. Was there a way that you could have prepared better for that situation so it would not take you to a state of anxiousness where you were so consumed with worry, with frustration, that you were no longer able to focus on navigating through that problem to make it to the other side of it. So it says, but in every situation. So if you haven't been applying this this state, this scripture to every situation, that's the first thing you need to do. Starting today, starting from the time that you hear this, in every situation, by prayer and petition, when you're praying, what are you praying? Are you praying if you're going through, say you're in school, your children are going through school, are you teaching them to make sure that they're they're intentional about prayer when it comes to being able to get through the class, even selecting the right class that they should take and the right professor that will be able to complement their learning style. Those are the type of prayers they need to start learning how to do instead of just, Lord, help me to do good. Well, he's always going to help you to do good because he created you. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. You're designed to do good. That's what he said. You know, he created you for good works. So yeah, you're praying, okay, Lord, help me do good. But what what are the things that need to happen in order for you to do good? Do you need to be with, uh, with a professor that has one-on-one time with their students? Do you need to be around a set of classmates that promote um, mental wellness, that, that make you feel good about yourself, that are humorous, that, you know, help you to laugh about things when things get really tough, people that you can open up. When you're praying, you have to be very specific about what it is that you need in order to do good. And then your petitions. What are you petitioning? What are you presenting on a statement saying, okay, this is what I need, X, Y, and Z. So I'm not just praying, God, just help me to do good and pass this class. What I'm praying is, God, help me to excel in this class in a way that I can show up mentally prepared, that it doesn't give me 
a disgruntled spirit and countenance where I can no longer focus and I'm not taking care of my well-being, that I'm not taking care of the body that you've given me, the mind that you've given me to be able to think creatively and to do talented things. So when you're writing the petition, be very specific in how you present that to God. And it said with Thanksgiving. Okay. Do we wake up with Thanksgiving during the day in all things? Are we giving thanks? when we're doing this and we've got this petition normally you say thank you when someone has given you something you have it tangibly someone says oh here you go and you say oh thanks okay so that is the response that God wants you to have with him when you give that petition you may not be able to see the end of the course to say that yeah this was you know I got the A or I got the B or I was able to pass or whatever it was what you are saying is I'm not worried about the A or the B because I put the petition in that puts my prayer requests for me to do good. And because I know that God has heard me and I'm not going to be anxious about this, I can be thankful for it. And that's how you begin to give thanks. Thank you, God. Thank you. You know, I put it out there before you. I'm not going to worry about, you know, the outcome of this because this is what I've done, what I'm capable of doing. I'm following your guidance. And guess what? Thank you. Thank you. That is going to show up in my life the way it needs to look for this season of my life. And then it says, present your request to God. You have got to present it to him. He's the one that wants to hear you. A lot of times you shut down, we shut down and we don't want to talk because we've allowed those feelings of anxiety, the anxiousness to consume us so much where we think that it wouldn't even matter if we were to put it out there to for God to hear that he would be concerned or that he's going to answer because we've waited too long or we didn't do something at the time that it was due or we neglected to do something that we knew we should have did ahead we procrastinated we did so many things that made the situation worse and yet we think that God is not faithful enough to even bring us out of that to make it better than what we thought it could have been because we took ourselves out of it stop being God stop being God and challenge your faith If you are going to be able to deal with your anxiety, you have got to position yourself to be thankful, to be specific in how you're praying, and make sure that you are confident that God has heard you. So if there are any questions that you have after listening to this, this is just going to be part one of many other sessions that we're going to have to talk about in dealing with anxiety. And I don't know how many we're going to have going forward, but it's going to be at least four more because this is something that requires a step-by-step process, something that requires you to really start putting on your your practical way of thinking to apply this word to your spirit. So we need the mind, your wisdom, your your intellect to connect with your spirit, the what, what the word says and how to apply it so it can show up in your life and you can reduce some of these symptoms of anxiety that you're experiencing that you don't have to take, um, you know, unprescribed medications that you don't have to do unhealthy things that you don't have to engage in toxic behaviors to be able to get control over the very thing that God has given you and given you the ability to be able to have control over and that is your mind your emotions your heart I want you to begin to think about that today 
how can you be more specific in your prayers? If you have any more questions, if you need some guidance, just go to my website, www.shannonbattle.com and just send me an email. Let's talk about it. Let's walk this thing through and pay attention to, to get on my, my, uh, list my email list because we I will be starting groups soon and so we're going to have groups that give you the support that aim you towards getting targeted targeted results in a in a quick manner not taking forever to get things done but finding a way to see you through because you have deliberate intentional problem solving skills that we're going to teach you in those group sessions I'm Shannon I can lady battle and you continue to be blessed